Wait, 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 wait. Before you press that skip button, give me 10 seconds. If you're familiar with the podcast, you must have heard the intro at least once. Formosa Files is sponsored by the Frank C. Chen Foundation. Frank Chen, Chen Chi Chuan, was the mayor of Kaohsiung from 1960 to 1968 and founded the Kaohsiung Medical College. So, former mayor Frank Chen passed away in 1993 at the age of 94. He passed on his love of golf to his son Paul, born in 1944. And Paul Chen still plays golf at the Kaohsiung Golf Course and Country Club his father founded. Mr. Paul Chen, now closing in on his 80th birthday, grew up in a vastly different city that was once filled with lush tropical vegetation and plenty of birds and other wildlife, which the former mayor and Paul both enjoyed hunting. Hunting was banned in Taiwan in 1989, but 10 years before that, Paul Chen founded the Wild Bird Society of Kaohsiung and sparked the beginnings of a conservation movement in southern Taiwan. Mr. Chen kindly sat down with me to chat a little bit about 1979 and saving the birds. Formosa Files. You are the son of Frank Chen. Yes, Chen Tianpu. When you were a young man, Kaohsiung was very different, of yes, course. Yes, of course. And wildlife, yes. birds and other kinds of wild, there was a lot of it. Yes, right. Can you give me some examples? What was Kaohsiung like? For example, in the Chongqing Lake, that time had a lot of duck, wild duck. And my father always hunting in that place. And he can go anytime, at least get three or four. <laughs> And hunting was legal. It was legal. In that time, hunting is legal. And other kinds of wildlife? For birds, for hunting, it's like a pheasant, duck, pigeon, duck. It's very common for hunting. And for animal, it's rabbit. I think rabbit is the most popular. I mean, maybe 10 years ago, still have road in Kaohsiung Gold Coast, but now it's all gone. In Kaohsiung Gold Coast, this still can find the squirrel. Squirrels? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Squirrels is a wildlife animal we can find in this area. There's a main food for the hawk eagle. I mean, the crazed hawk eagle. It's the squirrel. Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, even the snake eagle, Mm. they catch the squirrel. Yeah. Mm. But of course, you don't only have a passion for hunting, you also have a passion for saving the animals. Right. Because in 1979, you founded the Bird Society of Kaohsiung. Yeah, right. Why did you do that? I think most hunters, they will change to become the protect of the wildlife. I joined the international meeting, and uh, most uh, chairmen of the most of them are hunter, and they slowly also become conservationist. Yeah, conservation because uh, the hunters uh, more understand uh, the conservation. They care about the conservation because uh, the hunter in his area they know everything. Hunters understand very detail. Right. So the Bird Society was specifically for the Kaohsiung area. Yes. And you're protecting all of the birds of Kaohsiung. Now, not only the birds. Uh, Kaohsiung Bird Society is protect and actually is environmental, not the only birds. An environmental. Yes, I was at a golf course and I saw you have a pond where you are growing a kind of flower and then the flower has attracts an insect. Yeah, right. And then the bird eats the insect and the whole cycle. So without that pond, you can't have the bird. Yeah, right. 
And I remember you told me that there's this beautiful yellow bird. Yes. And at one time in Kaohsiung or in all of Taiwan, there was probably only less than 300. Uh, The number, I don't know, but uh, very few places you can find. And uh, Kaohsiung Gold Coast is uh, very guaranteed. If you stay in one week, you guarantee can see. And now we have some estimates of uh, the numbers for Kaohsiung, at least over... I think around 100, yeah. maybe, maybe not. I don't quite sure. Under 500? No, 100. Uh, still only under 100. Uh, wow. Uh, so they are very endangered. Yes. What's the name of that bird again? It's a Huang Li Niao. Mm-hmm. So that was in 1979 when you first founded that group. Yes. Did you find any resistance from local people or from the government, or was it very easy to, to do this? Oh, it's very difficult. Really? Yeah. Can you tell me why? Most of the people tease us. Why have this society? You can see the world anywhere. In that time, most of the people don't understand why you have to protect the birds. And the one is really the problem. If you go to the seashore to find the seabird or something, and the Coast Guard always comes to chase us. Even somebody has been caught. <laughs> Because it was very sensitive back then, the coast. coast. And uh, because you use a uh, um, binocular. Binoculars. Oh, so they think maybe you're a spy. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, my uh, goodness. Uh, and you tell them, I'm just looking at birds, but yes, they don't believe you. Uh, right. Do you have any other stories or something you want to tell me about the bird group or association? Yes. Most people join this uh, association is uh, they like uh, just keep in the house, like keep in the cage, uh-huh. uh, and uh, take uh, several years later, they know that the bird free uh-huh. is more than interesting to keep in the cage. Yes. Yeah. So when you see a bird in a cage, how does it make you feel? From the beginning, I'm also, <laughs> I like keep the bird in the cage because uh, it's easy to see the Day and day, we know uh, supposed they've been free. And uh, if people don't hurt them, they can really get close to the people too. Mm. So now you can find uh, another wild pigeon and uh, wild birds very close to the people now. Hung Wei just found uh, the bird society. The birds are scared. Scared. Yeah. 30 meters away, mm. already fly away. Right. So you, in Gold Coast, you can find many birds very close to the people. Mm. Uh, i very lucky that the people to understand and uh, to make the environmental is an important subject. Thank you, Mr. Chen. Thank you for talking with us and thank you for helping to save the birds. Yeah, thank you. I hope my English is good enough to, to explain. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, my name is Kun Hai. Yeah, last name is Lin. And you're the General Secretary of the Kaohsiung Wild Bird Society. Yes, yes. Chen Foundation founder, the chairman, is also the Wild Bird Society's founder. Is the third. The third. The third old uh, society in Taiwan. Bird watching in the old times is uh, is a restricted activity because you have to own a binoculars. Binoculars. So yeah. in that time, there was a jian. Mar- I don't know how to... Martial, martial law. law. Martial law, yeah. So it's not allowed or difficult to take binoculars 
Yeah, I was talking to the senior Mr. Chen. Yes. And he also told me that back in 1979, 1980, if you went to the beach with binoculars, uh, the, the Coast Guard would come and <laughs> yeah. think maybe you're a spy or yes, something yes, like that. Yes. Yeah. Only after the, the martial law is closed. 1987. 1987. So the activity is, is blossom everywhere. So then every county, every city have, they set up their own bird society. When I go to college in Tainan, in NCKU, Chenggong University. So Tainan has a very beautiful and diversity of habitat in the uh, seashore. In that time, there are many salt pans. Salt pans, salt right? Pans. Yes. So we, I study, learn to identify birds there. I get a connection with nature. In that time, that Taiwan is in uh, economic progress. Yes. Boom. Yeah. So, so everyone is uh, working for try to make money. At that time, they did not concern much on conservation mm. or environment. Yeah. So you see, when I grow up, I live beside the the Erenxi River. They become the most polluted river in Taiwan history. Wow. Because they burn the, all kinds of feijin, the microchips, all things of plastics like and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything like that. And then just dump it in the river. Yes. It's uh, the most polluted river in Taiwan's history. But then after we grow to a stage, the more people know the importance of the environment. So the government and the society come to recover or uh, reclamation of this 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 place. Mm. So now the RNC River is become much more clean and some habitat is restored. Uh, when 1980s we set up our national park mm. and we have wildlife conservation law and then we have wetland conservation law. So. Because we have destroyed a lot. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we yeah. So now our job is try to protect the remaining habitats and then try to uh, recover the degraded habitat. Mm. So the salt flats. Yeah, because all the seashore in Taiwan, especially from the central Taiwan to south Taiwan, uh, there are many salt pans or fish ponds. They are all man-made. But in the old times, they are all lagoons. So when uh, in 2002, the old soul pen was uh, suspended in Taiwan, they become uh, abandoned. After the, the soul pen was suspended, then the birds vanish. We always say the bird is the indicator of the environment. Mm. They know first. Do you have any idea how many species have gone extinct? In Taiwan, in our knowledge, not yet. Really? Not yet. Because in these 30 years, we have successfully recovered two species population. Mm. One is black-faced boombell. When I was a student 30 years ago, the whole world, there is only less than 300 uh, individuals. Black-faced black black boombell. But now, there are over uh, 6,000 individuals. And the other example is pheasant-tail jacana. Okay, 20 years ago, uh, there are less than 50 individuals in Taiwan. So through the EIA process, Environmental Impact Assessment, mm -hmm. the high-speed rail company, they ran a land about 15 hectares. And the Weber Society, our society, take charge of the management. So we successfully recovered the population. Now it's over 2,000, from 50 to 2,000. So it was like a deal with the High Speed Rail Corporation of like, yeah, you can run your train yes, line through yes. here, but you have to do this. Yes, yes. Nice. Yes. So mm. it's, a, it's a balance, it's a negotiation. Mm. 
we first met at the golf course yes. in Kaohsiung, uh, mm-hmm. the Chenqing Lake Golf Course. And golf courses, of course, have a, a, a reputation for, you know, being like a, a rich man's club. Yes. <laughs> but the good news for the Kaohsiung one is that they have made an effort to use the, the area as a sort of mini bird uh, sanctuary. Yeah. What's your feeling on this? Is it possible for uh, this kind of thing to actually be a, a useful bird habitat? Yes, it's actually a, a good bird habitat because the golf course is alongside with the Chenqing Lake mm-hmm. scenery spot and also is a reservoir. Right. So it connects as a whole as a very good habitat and green belt for the wildlife and also for the public. It's a very good experience or cooperation with the golf course that we do some bird survey and give some suggestion about how to plant more native plants to attract local insects and birds to increase their diversity. In, in Kaohsiung, it's very interesting that in our parks or our Xindaosu, there is more than 70% of alien species. Yeah, because uh, it's a subtropical area. So mm. we import many trees or plants from the tropical areas. Right. Even the Dutch brought some trees to Taiwan. Yes, yes, yes. But there's no way to reverse that. It's very, very difficult. Yeah. Yeah, so we persuade them to plant more native species. So when we were at the golf course, I got to see this beautiful yellow bird. Oh, okay. black name Oriole. And Mr. Chen was saying that he thinks he doesn't know the numbers, but maybe only a hundred. Uh, in fact, in whole Kaohsiung area, uh, we we make monthly census in over thirty bots. Mm. Okay, so now the the Kaohsiung maybe have one hundred individuals. The whole Kaohsiung area. Wow. Yeah, but the the Kaohsiung Golf Court they have more than over twenty. The Kaohsiung is the, we have the most black name Orioles in whole Taiwan. And once upon a time, <clears throat> there were many of them. Yeah, a uh, hundred or two hundred years ago is very common in Taiwan, all over Taiwan. But the habitat is all destroyed. So before I let you go, I wanted to ask about one bird that I find very funny. Almost every evening when I'm yeah. driving home, as the sun is going down, there's all these just trees that line the, the streets of Kaohsiung. Yeah, yeah. And there's this one bird, or it's super noisy. Yeah. And it, it, it almost seems like it's scared, like it's screaming, like, the sun's going down, is it going to come back up? Like, <laughs> what is going on with those birds? Why are they so noisy at that time? And yeah, what's up with them? It should be hundreds of them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, because they are Stalin. Maybe maybe two or three kinds. They all alien species. And they all share the same trees. They will share the same trees. So when the evening comes, they flew from everywhere to gather together to sleep. They have to struggle for their perch. I see. Okay, so, so they are noisy. It's like finding your bed, your, bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Until the dark and settle down. So yeah. it will create some trouble. For example, the noise hmm. and also their 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 dumpling droppings. <laughs> their droppings. <laughs> yes. Their droppings. So so sometimes if they are close to the neighborhood, the civilian they will they will they don't like them. Complain. They'll complain. And I know some example. They may be asked to cut the trees. Oh. Yeah, because they are so noisy. I think we should be happy. 
that we can hear things like that. So we, you know, can you can you imagine if the only sounds you heard in right, the city right, were motorcycles right. and beep, beep, beep? So we should be thankful. Right. Well, I wish you and your organization uh, the best of luck. And thank, thank you, you for, for doing this for Taiwan. Thank Zanda, you. Xie Xie. Thank you. Thanks for talking to Formosa Files. Yeah, Director thank you. Lin. Thank Xie you. Xie. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.